You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. You can find out more about me if you're interested on my website, mimifootnip.com. I am excited to bring another episode of the Pedal Pumping Podcast to you this week. Thanks to the patrons over on Patreon, Tevin, Jim, Riker, not a golfer, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Crinking Fan, Rocket Man, Havaianas Fan, Austin, and Joe. Uh, you can also give them a big thank you for uh, making this podcast possible. And if you'd like to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast, become part of our community and help uh, support our our podcast here. I've got a couple emails I'm going to read and I'll jump into that as soon as we get back from a little tiny quick break. All right, welcome back to the Pedal Pumping Podcast. This week, I'm just going to jump right into emails. I don't really have any announcements or anything like that, so here we go. This is called Jones Buick. Joan could not imagine having a car that was non-carbureted. That is why she so much enjoyed her 1960 Buick with the floor-mounted gas pedal. When she sat in the driver's seat, her right foot, encased in shiny black stilettos, immediately reached for the gas pedal, which she pumped twice before turning the ignition key. She knew that when she floored the big gas pedal, it would engage the starter, which would bring the engine to life at her command. If she so desired to play around before getting the car to start, she would pump the gas pedal several times to deliberately flood the engine. She loved the feeling of having complete control over the car's operation. She hated the newer cars in which the driver had to press down on the brake pedal when getting the car to start. If the flooded car started to come to life before she was ready, a fluttering motion of her foot on the gas pedal could cause the engine to reflood. When she was good and ready for the car to start, she would floor the gas pedal completely to engage the starter and clear the flooded engine. Joan truly loved the mastery over her machine and hoped that she could keep the Buick running forever. Of course, only when she wanted it to. This email has a second part called Auto Erotica. For women who like to pedal pump, a machine could be developed based on the design of an automobile simulator. The interior would look like the interior of a normal car with automatic transmission, but would have a clutch pedal. The woman would get into the driver's seat and put the shift in neutral. By depressing the clutch pedal, a dildo would come out from under the steering wheel to be inserted into her vagina. By shifting to drive and depressing the gas pedal, she could control the intensity of the vibrations. The most intense vibrations would occur when she floored the gas pedal. When she was satisfied, she would step on the brake to stop the vibrations. Next, she would shift into reverse and depress the clutch to remove the dildo and return it. To its normal position under the dashboard. With the disappearance of exciting cars to crank and the coming of electric cars, this might bring back some rep reminiscence of the past. So I'm going to pause here. There is 
and another section of this email, um, this person's favorite pedal pumping scenes. And I think I'm going to actually, it's a list. I think I'm just going to post it over on Patreon of like best flooring scene, best um, pedal, pedal view, non-pedal view for cranking, best woman reaching across a bench, bench seat to floor the gas pedal, um, things like that. So I'll add that over to Patreon. But I wanted to say about the auto-erotica, first of all, I like the play on words, auto-erotica, like self-stimulation, but also automobile erotica. I think that's a very clever title. Like it. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Um, I think actually this is a really clever and intriguing idea. And I mean, obviously something that would simulate a car cockpit, so to speak, like a a seat with a steering wheel and pedals would take up quite a bit of space in one's, you know, home or garage or wherever this contraption would be. Um, But I'm, I'm very intrigued. It almost feels kind of like, um, like, like a sex toy, but also kind of combined with like a carnival ride or like an arcade game type feeling. I, I think it could be really interesting, especially if there were like a display where you could sort of simulate different driving experiences, like you're in traffic or you're driving like fast, like down a mountain road with like the cliff right there, or, you know, like different, um, kind of like a video game with like different, I'm just imagining things that could make it really even more stimulating, more exciting. Um, I like the idea of being able to control a vibrator with a pedal. And I think that actually, I'm just wondering out loud or kind of thinking out loud, if there would be a way to do that with um, like something like much, more simple, like a sewing machine pedal connected to a vibrator, you know, something that you could just put in a drawer when you're done with it and not have like a a full on seat, something that you could use like with a kitchen chair or something. Um, I think that would be kind of interesting to be able to operate because dildos sometimes do have like handheld um, vibration controllers. Um, or even remote controllers, it just would be really cool to have a vibrator that was operated with some sort of foot pedal. I think that would be super fun and and very like doable and very um, maybe like a bigger market because it, it, it would be a little more discreet than having like an arcade booth type setup of like a driver's seat with, with like pedals and steering wheel. Although that would be kind of the ultimate that would be sort of the ultimate um, like pleasure palace type experience. Anyway, I like this story. I like this concept. I just wonder if who wants to engineer it. <laughs> um, I'd make room in my house for it, for sure. Definitely. And I'm wondering who else, if, if other listeners might want to do the same. Um I think it would be really interesting or develop maybe even some sort of now in this concept, there's like a dildo that comes out from under the dashboard. I'm also imagining some way that like a dildo could um, or a vibrator could kind of emerge up through the seat. So it kind of 
like you're sitting on it in the seat or something. I don't know. I, I think there's there could be a lot of different ways to make to design and engineer something like this. And it's very intriguing. And I'm just curious what you all think. So write me an email, <laughs> mimifootnip at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the auto erotica machine. And I like the little story about Jones Buick. I imagine that that's a true story, although I it's not clear to me if it was or not. Um, I've got another email that I'm also going to read in addition to those. So this one says, and by the way, if you have a story for me or a question or a comment or an opinion or anything you'd like to share with me, please email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to get into the next story. Hi, Mimi. I've been meaning to write for a while now. First, I'd just like to say how lucky we are to have you and thank you for bringing a whole new level of legitimacy and relevance to this community. I don't even think I knew there was a pedal pumping community before you came along. I could go on, and I will, in future emails, but I'm sure the listeners would appreciate a story. I'll be going by my middle name, so hi, I'm Marty, and what follows is 100% true. It was the early 90s, and I was maybe 20 years old. I was with my girlfriend at her grandmother's house, where we often used to stay when her grandmother would go out of town. It was a nice place, and they had a huge garage with several old, troublesome cars, which we had a blast in, but that's another story. On this particular night, we were just sitting on the porch talking and smoking cigarettes when the cordless phone rang. Keep in mind, it's like 94 it was her friend Vanessa calling from across town. In those days, we all talked on the phone a lot, so I wasn't put off by her chatting away. Plus, I was friends with Vanessa too. Now, both of these girls were really cute. Petite, blonde, with gorgeous legs and feet. Obviously, I hadn't seen Vanessa's feet as much, but we'd all gotten together before and I'd seen her hop out of her car barefoot and I had an idea she liked driving that way. So anyway. They're talking. My girlfriend asks if Vanessa wants to come over and hang out with us, but she declines for some reason. Soon after, my girlfriend says, here, tell Marty about that. He knows a lot about cars and hands me the phone, taking my cigarette. Now, I didn't know that much about cars. I knew a little. My roommate knew a lot more and his brother lived with Vanessa's neighbor who owned an old brown Ford LTD that was a real disaster. My roommate had spent many hours helping his brother work on this car, and I'd heard lots of stories about how it badly it always flooded, how screwed up the carburetor was, and how terrible the brakes were. It was this old Ford that Vanessa occasionally drove, but by some arrangement with the neighbor. So while I did not know a great deal about automobiles in general, I did know a whole lot about this situation. I took the phone and I said hi to Vanessa. We made small talk and eventually I asked her about the car. She said she'd like to visit, but she didn't want to start out in the Ford. It's that bad, huh? I asked. It's that bad, Vanessa said. You have to pump the brakes to get it to stop and when it finally does, it stalls. My pulse quickened a bit. But it starts again, right? I asked, trying not to sound anxious. My girlfriend was still smoking, uninterested in our phone conversation. 
The car is hell to start, Vanessa said, and her voice got deep and serious when she pronounced the word hell. One time I got stranded at the gas station for like 45 minutes, she told me. That's crazy, I said. What do you think the problem is? Okay, so you know sometimes when you start a car, you pump it, she began. Yeah, sure, I told her, trying to hide my excitement. Well, that's what I was doing, but it wasn't working. It also died at the entrance to our neighborhood, and it took me seven tries to start it, Vanessa explained. I even had to put it in neutral and roll it back because it was halfway in the road. And does that just happen randomly? I asked. Absolutely not, Vanessa said. I almost couldn't get it started to begin with. Holy shit, I chuckled. That thing is a mess. I can't believe you still drive it. My car got totaled and she, the neighbor, lets me take the Ford wherever I want. She gave me a set of keys and everything, Vanessa explained. It was late. I was out of cigarettes and I wanted to get back before my neighbor got home. I just walked to the car in my pajamas and pumped it until it started. I swallowed hard and a bead of sweat popped out on my forehead. My girlfriend didn't notice. I'd seen firsthand what these girls considered pajamas, and it was usually a tiny pair of cheerleading shorts and some variety of cut-off tank top. So it died on you at your neighborhood entrance, I asked. It died every time I stopped, Vanessa said. But the other times it started on the first try. I mean, they were hard starts, but first try. Then it died for real as I was pulling out of our neighborhood and again at the gas station. I could hear her taking drags off of her cigarette on the other end of the phone line. And you couldn't start it for 45 minutes, I asked. Yeah, she said. I mean, after about 15 minutes, I went back inside to ask the guy at the counter if he had any suggestions, and he just said it sounded like the car was flooded. So I waited about 10 minutes and then went back to cranking it. Dang, I said, you're more patient than I am. I think I would have left that piece of crap there and walked home. It's not far from your house. I thought about it, Vanessa said, but I was barefoot and hardly wearing any clothes. My girlfriend got up to go inside for cigarettes, and for this I was grateful because I had started to breathe heavily. So what'd you finally do? I asked nervously, trying to sound calm. So I always pull my left leg up in the seat, she started explaining, and with my other foot I just kept the gas pedal floored and fired on the ignition until it started. I really had to get it, get on it. Vanessa said. I'll never forget those last few sentences. I don't know why she described her left leg up in the seat or why she referred to turning the key as firing on the ignition, but please believe it was so hot. I knew I needed to wrap it up because it was only a matter of time before I said something dumb or my girlfriend got weird about me talking to her too long. She had returned from inside with the cigarettes and she lit one for each of us. We each told Vanessa we were sorry she couldn't visit, and good night. My girlfriend later asked what I thought might be wrong with the old Ford, and I wanted to say nothing. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> Epilogue. We did eventually go see Vanessa pumping and cranking, and she was a heavy bouncer. Sometimes she would hug the steering wheel. Other times she would sit back with her left leg up in the seat, just like she described that night to me on the phone. XOXO Marty. All right, so Marty, we're kind of the same age, I'm guessing. Gen X, 
I'm giving you a shaka right now. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess all that time I spent in Hawaii is kind of rubbed off on me. But um, very cool. Very cool. I remember those old Fords. Um, that is wild that she like described. I wonder, do you think Vanessa knew about puddle pumping fetish? Like, was she, what was, you know, what was this? What's the deal? I want to know more. Like, did she, was she trying to seduce you or was she completely innocent and just like, I was having all this car trouble in my pajamas barefoot and I couldn't get the car to start and I was cranking it for like 45 minutes. I don't know that it just sounds so seductive. Like, yeah. Anyway, please um, <laughs> send me the next story about your girlfriend and her grandmother's old cars. I really want to know what that story sounds like as well. Thank you so, so much for, um, thank you so much for writing me and being a part of our community. I just love hearing all of your stories and adventures, especially from that era, I guess, just because, you know, I'm going to be, I'm, my birthday is coming up uh, March 1st, and I'm going to be 50 years old, kind of choking on the words, 50. It just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel like that, that could be possible. I feel like I'm, maybe I'm turning 35. I don't know, but whatever. I'm turning 50. So you're, you're from my generation and I just, I, I love, I love, I'm getting old. So I love reminiscing about that era of cars and car trouble and just those, just seeing like in 1994, you know, an old, like a 20 year old car would have been from 1974. Right. So um, there were just a lot of older cars on the road at that time. And those were the cars that like as young adult teenagers and young adults, like those were the cars that we could afford typically. So those were the cars that often like we and our friends were driving around in and just good times, good times. I know that there, that there are listeners of the pedal pumping podcast spanning lots of different generations as young as like, you know, gen, Gen Z people and millennials and boomers, like we're all here, Gen X, we're all a part of this community. Really, there's no like age discrimination, just that you gotta be 18 or over cause it's adult, you know, stuff. Although, I don't know, I mean, let's face it, like it's not like you f turn 18 and a, a sexuality switch gets flipped, right? And all of a sudden you have a sexuality um, when you turn on your 18th birthday, like it, we we all know it doesn't work that way, but we're going to just keep it, keep it legal here, um, and respectful. So yeah. What happened to Vanessa? I feel like Vanessa is somebody that I would be friends with. Is she still around? <laughs> does she want to, does she want to come over and use my auto erotica pedal pumping machine? She sounds like a good time. All right, you guys, thanks so much for coming around again this week. It's been another fun, fun week of talking pedal pumping, talking fantasies, swapping stories. Email me, you guys. I want to hear your stories. Mimifootnip at gmail.com. I'm so glad that you wrote to me, Marty. I can't wait to hear your next, uh, next story. All right, everyone, take care. Treat yourself to some pedal pumping fun over the weekend. You know, you've been... You've been fortunate, you've been blessed to have a pedal pumping fetish. Not everyone gets to have a pedal pumping fetish, just the select few. 
So if you're part of that club, enjoy yourself in that very special puddle pumping kind of way. And we'll meet back here again next week. Same place, same time. See you. Bye.